Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Hearts Standard Briefing. My name is Joel Sked, editor of Hearts Standard. I'm joined by Scott McIntosh as we will review Heart of Inlovian Nil Rangers 1 from Wednesday night in the Scottish Premiership. And we'll also talk about Lee, um, uh, Lee don't know why I said that really well, uh, weird, uh, Liam Boyce's contract extension at Hearts. He's triggered in a, a one-year extension. So it's Scott's views on that as well. But jumping straight in, how's it going, Scott? And what did you ge- what did you make of the game last night generally? Yeah, I think, I think yesterday's game, I don't think it taught us a lot new about the team. Uh, I think it just sort of reinforced the the perception that we had of the team in, in terms of in and out of possession. So I think that there was aspects to us defensively as a unit where we'd done well, albeit mm. there was still those individual errors, which I think I've mentioned before on the programme. I think if you look at every goal that Hearts have lost this season, I think only one or two are a result of the unit failing. I, f- I think the majority of our goals tend to come from individuals maybe just having those lapses of concentration. Uh, but I, unfortunately, the concerted effort to fix issues at the back have led to us having quite a, a few issues sort of in possession as well, which I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on. Yeah, I've, uh, it's that kind of... I don't know if it's an analogy, but... Um, it's it's just one of those like um, if you've got um, like the bed covers and you either you want to cover your feet, uh, uh, but then the top bit of you is not covered. But then if you pull them up, then your feet are not getting uh, uh, getting covered. So it's it's uh, hearts basically hearts need a bigger bed sheet is the uh, is, is is what I was getting at. And I wouldn't mention hearts and bed sheets because oh no, no, of course not. Yeah, it's not the only one thing. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's not go We're down not that. anything here. Let's not go down that route. Um, yeah, so. I've rewatched the game back, and I think you nailed on the head with just the there was there was there was things to like about us defensively, but as an attacking as an attacking outlet, we really didn't uh, really didn't do enough. You look at the, there was a forty essentially a forty nine minute spell where Hearts offered very I think three efforts, but there were three efforts that you were never really going to score from between Cochrane's chance and. The um, the Vargas chance as as well. So there's nothing really in in between that. Again, a, a kind of frustrating element. And then you actually look at the, the the league table now and the goals for column. There's only two teams have scored fewer goals in Hearts, and that's that's bottom of the table: Livingston and St Johnston, who I think have drawn eight blanks during their uh, their struggles in front of goal as well. And it's. It's 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 difficult because, like you said, we've made the defence a more rounded, solid unit. But there's just there's something in with an attack. The the blend, the balance is is, is not not quite right at the moment. Is is that kind of how you view things? Yeah, <clears throat> and, and and again, I can see the reasons why they've they've prioritised things the way that they have. I think given how we started the season playing a flat back four, maybe having a few more sort of wide options in, in the final third areas, we weren't really doing much with possession then either. And I think at that stage, we were looking at the fine margins in games where we were losing games by the odd goal. 
And we've sort of thought, well, I think straight away we just need to get some results. We need to get ourselves back up the table. They've probably looked at that run of games against teams in the bottom six and thought, this is a good opportunity to build a bit of momentum, get a bit of consistency. And then you've got the backdrop as well, which unfortunately is just a, a party culture now within football in general, where fans demand results, even in the short term. And I think Stephen Naismith is aware of that just as much as anyone else. And mm-hmm. we... We contribute to that. I don't think there's any denying that. And I think that can lead to managers even sometimes maybe setting up their stall in a way that even they don't want to see sort of long term. But if it's going to get them results and maybe can lead to them building confidence among certain individuals, then they can get that. I think the problem now is that they've had that spell. They've had those four games where they've done really well, especially I think Kilmarnock away and Motherwell away were probably the... uh, the two better performances out of the four, concern how tricky those ties can be. But I think they're now in a position where fans will probably want to be seeing a little bit more. And I think the fact that we're the first week in December and we've still not really seen an identifiable style of play in possession is a little bit concerning. And I have I can't say I'm seeing any evidence to suggest that that's going to change with this current crop of players. I don't know how they fix it because just now there's definitely issues in terms of getting the balance right. I think midfield, there's certainly an issue in midfield uh, and the club are possibly going to have to look at a a change in style and whether that means different players coming in January, then, then so be it. But like I say, Short term, I think playing the way we have played has has had had its benefits and I think the majority of fans have been okay with it. The problem with those performances is that I don't think it really generates a lot of credit in the bank so that when you do come round to then those finer margins going against you rather than for you in those 1-0 games, fans don't really have anything to take comfort from. There's nothing to say, oh, well, it's fine because we played well during that other run and I'm sure we'll get back to that. I think the Shabba Lazlo period highlights that where you get third place and fans Mm -hmm. are like, right, well, that's fine. On paper, everything looks great. All it took was like a sort of one, two-month spell under Laszlo, where those 1-0 wins became 1-0 defeats. You know, fans just, they they forget about the third place and they just think about the the rather sort of, you know, slightly sort of regressive style of play. So I think we've got to make sure that we don't make this a long-term thing and we try and work on those sort of deficiencies during training. Yeah, I mean, I think... Stephen Naismith obviously made a lot of comments uh, when he got hired and that he wanted to play a certain way, of, say a certain way of football. But I don't think he's a, he's not a, he won't, he's not the first and he won't be the last manager who goes into the job and goes, okay, this I can't get what I want out of this team at the moment. So you have to be a bit more pragmatic. He did that. I, was, I think he did that. Come on, he came out and said himself that it wasn't his way of wanting to play football. But sometimes circumstances dictate that it is. The way he has to play. Uh, I mean, I agree. That I think the 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 midfield, the, the midfield is certain midfield is, a, is is an area where there needs. To, I think there needs to be a, a different type of player in there, a different profile of uh, player in there uh, to play alongside. If it's uh, Devlin, if it's Benny, if it's uh, Newenhoff, because you've seen it last night and I did the analysis piece where. In games like that, where you come, you have to remember it's Rangers, so they've got a better squad than Hearts, or a better team than Hearts, so it's 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 not a given that going to get a, a result. But in games like that, you need to have uh, you need to have a bit of bravery on the ball, 
and you need to be able to play quicker because Celtic Rangers have got guys who uh, just press a lot better. But both, I feel with Newhoff and, and, and Benny, their first instinct is almost to protect the ball, to, to turn away. Much, isn't it? It's not, yeah. I think for me, it's, it's, it's the basics. It's not even about... It's not even about the quality of their passing, so to speak, because I think they're fine at recycling yeah. the ball and retaining possession. I think for me, it, it firstly comes down to body positioning and that lack of opening the body up to allow them to spread the game. Mm-hmm. I think very much they're almost sort of head down and their first thought is protecting the ball. But then that just leaves them with maybe one or two options to play it back. And I think that's, again, I suppose you can you can label criticism to the players for that. But ultimately, if you're the manager, you know what you're going to get out of these guys. So, you know, do we have to look at maybe bringing in a different option or do we change it in terms of the whole style? I was trying to think of a a Hearts team that I've seen where you've maybe had those sort of meat and potatoes midfielders that have been very good at recycling the ball and, and sort of, you know, breaking up play. And I think back to the team that we started to build under Jim Jeffries during that second reign. And what we decided there was, we're not going to try and play for the back. We're just not going to try and build for the back. We had Ian Black, we had Palace Wellos, we had Mirovic, we had Egert Jonsson, who were all fine doing mm-hmm. what they could do, but none of them were particularly what you'd call playmakers, so to speak. What we then decided to do was go long, go direct. We had Kyle up top, and then we just sort of almost sort of just swamped the penalty area with yep. two or three players round about them just to try and cause as much chaos as we could. It's going to be a case where come January, if we can't get any more out of this midfield, they are going to have to look at that style of play and say, well, if we can't build from the back, do we have to look at bringing someone in who can hold the ball up and then allow us that opportunity to get whether it's Mackay, Lowry, Vargas, whoever it needs to be, a bit closer and and stop this, you know, this sort of obsession that Shanklin's got for dropping deep. And I know why he's doing it. I think he's cutting quite a frustrated figure most weeks, especially if Boyce isn't in the team. And then what he's doing is he's dropping further and further back to try and get involved. So I think that's one of the issues they need to look to try and address next month. Obviously, we're in still a relatively strong position at that stage, hopefully sort of around that third, fourth spot. Uh, And then they can look at what they can do to try and build on this. I I do think if we continue to go the way we're going, I I, I think we could still get further fourth spot with the way the league's been this season. Mm -hmm. But again, going past that, I just don't see there being any longevity in Naismith's reign because there's nothing, there's no statement results, there's no statement performances going into the bank, which then means that the next time you hit that that spell, which we're undoubtedly going to hit, a four or five defeats, it's very hard to then sort of make a case for keeping people. So with with Naismith, I've I think um, I've written a piece about it that I think he he certainly deserves deserves time, and I do think that with 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 Naismith and same with any managers that he's had one one transfer window, and you've got January coming up as another, and you do need it's that balance, but you need that time to mould the team because this is this is largely Naismith's sorry Nielsen's uh, Nielsen's squad with. One or two players that have been signed, uh, two or three, three or four players signed under uh, Naismith's reign. So I do think um, again, there's that time element comes in. 
Hearts fans, I think, have uh, fed up being being uh, told to be patient, which is uh, which which is which is fair enough. There's a subconscious as well. I had this conversation with somebody on Twitter earlier today, where I was quite happy to concede that because my stance has been pretty much one way since April regarding Naismith, I appreciate that when it comes to finer margins, I'm going to look at it from a a probably negative point of view rather than the positive. I'm happy to put that down as a personal preference, though. I think the majority of Hearts fans are quite happy to to give them a bit more time, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be the next month or two, see how the results go over the next few weeks, see if there's any movement in January, and then sort of take it from there. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, you know, the, the theory is continuity with management yields consistency in the long term. I just think there needs to be a, a bit more evidence to suggest that we can do that. And I think that's where they need to focus on, you know, what they're doing in that final third. Because last night, Rangers, I wouldn't say they were there for the taking. Rangers were fine. They were okay. But it's probably the poorest Rangers team I've seen at Tynecastle probably since around 2017. Uh, And there was an opportunity there. Uh, Funnily enough, I actually think the injury to Tom Warren's helped them. I think Cifuentes came on and actually, I think that him and Lundstrom had a, a better understanding. I think Lawrence looked a little bit lost because he was technically being asked to play as a sitting midfielder, but obviously be higher up the park when they were when they were in possession. And I, I don't think that suited him at all. Uh, so, so in a strange, weird way, his injury probably didn't help us, and it probably helped Rangers get a foothold on the game. Uh, but yeah, that's you know that's that's no our worry. But but yeah, I definitely think that you know he, he, he deserves time. Uh, and you know, if the majority of fans are on board with that, then then that's great. But I do think that going into the next running games that we've got, there's there's reasons to be slightly concerned. Just bring bring it back to the, the like focus on certain aspects of the, the the Rangers game. What did you make of the what did you make of the the lineup and the decision to bring Atkinson back? Obviously, the bench as well. There's I think there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, positivity. Around the going into the game last night, just because you got these four kind of first team players back in the squad. Yeah, I'd, it was a it's a strange performance from Natty Atkinson. You know, there was one or two occasions where he made last ditch challenges and he done really well. Yep. I thought in possession he was quite poor. Uh, Natty Atkinson's strength, generally speaking, is being quite brave on the ball and being quite being quite positive. I didn't see a lot of that <clears throat> last night. In the one instance where he did get involved, there was reasonable amount of luck probably involved in that in that play as well. He definitely had a, a part to play in the goal that we lost. I think he needs to communicate with Kingsley that that there is that run behind him. Um, yeah, they had done. Luck. There is a portion of blame to go to the keeper as well, which we may touch upon. But but yeah, it was a real mixed mixed bag. Uh, I. Just generally speaking, I, I see Natty Atkinson as a backup right wing back option. I'd like to see us. I, I do think we could get better. Uh, and so, would you going forward? Would I know you've talked about it on, on Twitter because Naismith wanted to play the back four. It's gone back to largely a back three because I, I do think that's the at the moment with the blend of players suits suits the players available to him. Would you going forward? Do you prefer the back three? I'd go with the four. You'd go I, with four? I, I, get, I get why the three's there. I, I think it suits Kai Rolls specifically. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we've seen an upturn in Kai Rolls form. But 
I mean, do you play? Do you play one system? Do you suit one player? <clears throat> I don't know if that's enough for me. And and yeah. I think with Alkit coming back, I think you just look at it and you say you try and get something a two outy Halkett Kent and and rolls and you you see where it goes. I just just now there's too much too much responsibility being placed on the centre halves to try and play for the back and. I don't think they're they're good enough. Mm. Uh, that's then leading to too many front players dropping deep to receive the ball, uh, and yeah, it's just causing too many problems in possession just now. And to me, I, I, I see its benefits defensively, but again, yeah, I just want to see a little bit more for the team, and I'm just not getting it just now. So for I'd like to see us go with a four moving forward because I think you've got to try and find a system that's going to benefit Barry McKay coming back. And I don't think the three works for that. So I think you need to get back somewhere between a sort of four, two, three, one. Uh, and, I, and I think you've got to try and find space for Mackay. I think you've got to try and then find space, potentially Lowry or Boyce playing in that 10. And then, you know, someone like maybe Oder that playing on the right side. Uh, that probably means that again, Atkinson, I just don't know if he's a fullback. He's probably better suited to being a right wing back. So I think we need to look at alternative options probably come January. Yeah, I would, I would imagine right back is, uh, especially with a fires situation, go back to Brighton. I think right back is uh, is, is an area that the, the club would probably be looking at. The Yeah, it's, I want to ask you about the, the, the change at half-time because... I watched the watching the game at Tynecastle last night, and I thought I thought the first half was okay, um, without without being uh, that great. And then was encouraged by the decision to go with back four, uh, bring on Oda and Vargas, get more pace in the final third. However, watching it back and actually the the way we again the way we defended and the way we pressed Rangers was a lot better in the first half. I think we made it a lot more difficult for Rangers in the first half than we did in the in the second half. And you look at the goal, Hearts pressed Rangers high up the park, but it was a case of Tavernier, a brilliant bit of play by Tavernier, because when he receives the ball back from McCausland, he's getting it chest height. And you're thinking, that's fine. You, you kind of want... You want these passes played to opposition players at uh, at such awkward angles, but he does really well. Like you said, K- uh, Kingsley, the uh, Kingsley didn't know Simo was there. He spoke to him and Atkinson were speaking for ages after the goal, and Alexander Clark made it made Simo's decision uh, for him because of, he hesitates, doesn't he? Yeah, he hesitates. I mean, takes a, see where you are, are you? Yeah, hesitates. Was, takes a step back and shuffles, and yeah, he, he just got caught. It was just a wee bit messy, but then the decision was to replace. Atkinson, understandably, and and Grant, and go to four two three one. Haven't watched it back. Uh, as um, I'm sure, just up in the, uh, one of the comments here was uh, about. Oh yeah, um, Graham here thought Grant was off a small, uh, a strange decision as I thought he was playing well. I honestly, I'd, I'd seen a couple of runs he made. I didn't uh, didn't notice him all that much while watching it last night. Rewatching it, he was Hart's best player in the first half in terms of being able to get the ball. He was getting the ball out his feet and getting it wide. He was running running beyond the ball. He was running beyond Shankland, and it was really encouraging. I can, and then the second half, I just thought we kind of lost our way without being having that defensive uh, or having that solid shape. We were pressing Rangers, but also not really looking like we knew what we were doing going forward. Yeah, the Grant one's a strange one. I've, I think last season I was probably someone who was 
always try to champion him to, to get a bit more of an extended run in the team. I'm still convinced, though, that he, he he's only really suited to a, a proper number 10 position. I think the problem we've got in the current system is that we're trying to play him as kind of an eight. I think that the runs that he makes are, are fine. I just think he probably needs to be in a more advanced position to really influence matches. He doesn't really offer much coming back the way. I felt that he was quite poor at Kilmarnock in terms of offering Cochrane any, any sort of... Uh, any protection, sort of on that left-hand side. I thought last night, again, I think because I'm such a big fan of Devlin, I would just rather see someone in there that can maybe dictate the tempo a bit more, albeit from an off-the-ball standpoint. Yeah. I know that there's there's those sort of issues about Cammy Devlin's game on the ball that people will always highlight, but he brings you so much off the ball in these matches that, and I know why he wasn't playing last night, so I'm not suggesting about last night, but he was also out the running for the previous yeah. two fixtures against Rangers. Uh, so I do think that's something that he addresses. It's, it's not an issue with George Grant as an individual player, but like a lot of players at the club just now, I'm not quite sure we're, we're getting the best out of them. And I think we might come on to touch about that when we, when we sort of talk about the, the substitutions. Yeah, so we uh, changed the uh, changed two in the six. So we might have made the double change at half time and then brought on Forrest and um, later on Barry McKay. And it was interesting because Forrest again was really positive. And then this, the McKay sub, then Forrest went to right back and you lost a bit of his, 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 his thrust. And it was actually, I think um, where there was a, there was a comment here where uh, I think it was. David Young's where is the like the, the pace, energy, and drive? That's we talked about that. I think that's missing. That's been that was missing from midfield last night. But when Forrest came on, he was probably the first player to actually offer that, get on the ball and, and drive forward. Yeah, I mean, I joked to people in the stands after his first run that he was the only player that seemed capable of running the right way uh, in a Hearts jersey at times last night. I thought he was really positive. Not yeah. everything comes off for him, but he was winning throws. He got the odd set play. In their half, and he turned Tavernier, which no one yeah. else has really done all night. Set up Vargas. Uh, yeah, and and sometimes that's what you've got to do. It's 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 not so much that this is where I got a little bit annoyed with our press in the first half because I think we started okay with the press, but I think as the first half went on, the wing backs became more full backs, and there was this big gap between our front two and basically the other the other sort of eight players. The other sort of eight players in the side. Uh, and, I, and I think sort of second half, we just never really turned Rangers enough. You know, we brought on Vargas, we brought on Oda, which again, you look at that on paper and they look like really positive changes, mm-hmm. bringing off Atkinson and Grant. But like you say, there was no cohesion there. And we're bringing guys on whose real assets are, are pace and being able to sort of maybe play on the shoulder of players and get played in behind. The first two attempts that we try to bring Vargas into the game, he's got his back to go and he's having to drop deep to get the ball off the centre halves. And the reason for that, again, is because we've got two midfielders who aren't really offering options when the centre halves have got possession. I wouldn't say they're hiding because I don't think they're those types of players, but I would say because it doesn't seem to be part of their natural wheel set, they just they're, they're just not contributing like yeah. they should be when we've got the ball. And because of that, everyone's then sort of coming back five, ten yards and they're having to receive the ball in areas where they're not really going to influence the game much. And it's that's becoming 
a, a huge frustration. You know, we, we've we've tried to inject pace in the squad with some of our summer captures, but we look incapable of knowing how to get something out of them. Tagawa is another another example of that. You know, if you watch if you watch any sort of clips of Tagawa when he was playing over in Portugal, he tended to try and make those runs similar to what. Uh, Sima was doing for, for Rangers last night where it's more from a sort of wider area and he's trying to make runs sort of centrally to try and get in behind the back line. We just don't look capable of pulling teams out far enough to then be able to sort of knock those balls over. Uh, and it's again, it's just adding to the other sort of ills that we have just now when we've got the ball. The Yeah, you look at... Both, like Benny, I think Benny's a really good player. There was, I watched... When new and offside, I watched a fair bit of uh, a lot of clips of him, and he did seem uh, like a really positive forward-thinking midfielder in terms of A to B and carrying the ball. Maybe not the passing side of things, but you look around. He's got look at uh, Lundstrom. He would, he would drop in and he would fire, uh, switch a play or fire balls into the final third. And same, you look around teams who we we class as rivals. Aberdeen have got someone like Leighton Clark's uh, Leighton Clarkson. Uh, who go come drop, get on the ball and make things happen. Even go um, just reluctant to say, but even look at across the city and Joe Newell, oh, Joe just someone, someone just who gets on the ball and he, yeah. he he's he's got a, he's got a variety of passes. And I just don't think we've got that variety in the in the, in the middle of the park at the moment in terms of someone picking up the ball and um, if he's not going to drive with it, then play a longer pass. Newenhoff and Benny, they just want to. They're very much like you said. They're they're good passers. They'll keep the ball, but it's always it's always quite short. Yeah, yeah, and and again, it's no fault on them. They get played. They get played in that that position. But then again, there's just no balance within the rest of the team to complement that. Which is why I was making the point about the the Jeffries team. We had mm-hmm. those similar types of players playing midfield, but we weren't asking them to be responsible for driving the team forward. We just became a very sort of back-to-front team and we'd made sure that we had enough players sort of swarming the penalty box to sort of uh, create enough you know, chaos and sort of create enough chances off the back of that, which is why we need to we need to look at what we're trying to get out of this team just now. You know, that's it's not just over the last four or five games. I think you would probably safely say it's been since the start of the season. And it's now a case where we've become a team that are either going to win or lose games through fine margins. I don't think Celtic aside, I don't think teams are going to scud us. I don't think mm. we're going to get too many sort of heavy beatings against teams. But the flip side of it is, I just don't see, I don't see where we're going to get a lot of goals from either. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think. I think that's. I think we've we create enough to win games, but that's only if we don't concede. Um, or if we do concede, we concede one goal. The the um, I looked at it today, and there's when when going behind, we've not managed to draw a game. We're not managed to let alone uh, let alone win a game. So as in games, we like we create enough to win, but we don't create a bundle of chances that you think uh, it's not as if we're sitting here thinking there's uh, around the corner there's going to be uh, a team is going to get a, a doing from. Doing from hearts. That's yeah. not really been the uh, really not been the case at the moment. Um, I suppose. Have, have you got anything else to add on on, on the game? Uh, I mean, you could talk about the fact that in the modern game, have you ever seen a 
a stoppage go to three minutes. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I, I thought I'd mention it because Laurie had mentioned it in the WhatsApp that he'd yeah. raised it to you, so I thought I better bring it up just in case he's listening. I, look, I, I understand that within stoppage time, they always say it's a minimum. Yeah. So whenever they say three minutes, I'm like, that's okay. That you know, If things happen within those three minutes and they're looking to add that time, then that's fine if that turns into four, five, six minutes. The problem is, you can see from the footage, the fourth official is just counting the, yep. the seconds down. You know, there was never, there was no intention to go past three minutes. Uh, look, don't get me wrong. Control the controllable. From a heart's point of view, we need to be doing more to create more chances to make sure that we're not in that position. But in the modern game, seldom do you see three minutes come up, especially in a match where there was seven substitutions, I want to say. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a, a weird one. But I don't want to, I don't want to linger on that too much. I, I try and be apathetic towards officiating because I can only I can only be angry with hearts. If I, if I take that anger elsewhere, I'm, I'm going to struggle to cope with it. Yeah, same. I, I, I try not to I try and steer away from uh, talking about officials, but yeah, when when like three minutes used to be the norm, like that was that yeah. was kind of just a standard, and now the standard like standards five. I I, I kind of see. I can't really really remember three um, when it's when it's four, but the uh, when when three went up on the board, I was just absolutely bemused, and then Laurie. Uh, sent me. Uh, he had watched the uh, the game back and kind of tallied up all the stoppages. There should have been at least six. And then within stoppage time itself, there was a there was a break for about fifty seconds, which didn't get added on. So yeah, it's just um, it's 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 just very very baffling. And there was a member of our staff um, overheard overheard him in the press room last uh, last night. Didn't did see it was, but. Um, shouting about the fact that at Ibrox it was nine minutes uh, and then three minutes. So, yeah, it was just, um, it, it just doesn't make sense. It, it just really doesn't make sense. I suppose we're going to uh, talk about Liam Boyce's contract, but I just wanted to ask you, uh, we kind of touched on it earlier on. Uh, Graham's question, what do we do with Mackay and Lowry? He says, can't see them both starting as they both want to play in the ten. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier. That's why I think we do need to switch back to a four. <clears throat> I mm. think given given our lack of guile in that final third, I think you've got to try and find spots for the two of them just now. Albeit Lowry's quite hot and cold. We know that Mackay can go through those those sort of uh, spells as well. Yeah. But I think getting those two into a four, two, three, one, okay. Will it maybe lead to us being a little bit susceptible to losing the odd extra goal at the back? I'm fine with that. If it means that we win two one or we win three two, I'll take that risk. Uh, or I'd like to see the team take that risk, I should say. So, yeah, that would be how I would try and get them both involved. I would just go to that 4 2 3 1, have Lowry playing in the 10 and have Mackay, because I do think there's certain players that are struggling without Mackay in the team. I think Cochrane is, is, is a potential one there. I think, I think Alex Cochrane's not been great this season, and he's He's one of three players that I would say at the club we could potentially make money on in future. Uh, so I think we've got to look at ways that we can get more out of him. Uh, I think Shankland is an obvious choice and I think Boyce as well. So I think not only would it help us getting seeing Mackay and Lowry back in the team and give the fans a bit of a boost, I think there's certain players that would appreciate it as well. Yeah, I go back to the start of last season and there was, there was real, I thought there was real promise when Mackay and Boyce played up front with Shankland, they just they 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 showed they showed glimpses of uh, of really putting putting together something um, really special. Now I'm not sure. 
I just I just don't know how Lowry and Mackay works in a in, in a team, especially if you don't have someone centrally who's going to be stretching the play and running the behind because you look at Mackay and Lowry, they like to the first thing they look at is like can I slip a ball in behind for someone to someone to run onto? And again, that's a lot of uh, responsibility on whoever's plays on the opposite side. Uh, if you if you're playing kind of both of them. So I think they might kind of depending on the formation, dovetail they are game time almost. And then yeah. you've got kind of Shanklin, Boyce, Tagawa, uh, and then potentially Odin Vargas on the other side. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I, I think what worked quite well at Motherwell was was playing quite narrow from sort of midfield up and just sort of having, you know, Hoff and, and Benny playing behind Lowry and then having sort of Boyce and Shanklin playing, you know, up top together. Uh, so it could be that that's an option. And like you say, they just sort of alternate the two in that position. Just on Boyce, we'll, f- uh, we'll finish up um, the... Uh, finish up the beef and just talking about Liam Boyce's uh, extension. What did you What did you make of it? I, I, I take it you're the view that it just it, it makes it makes a lot of sense to keep him at the club. Yeah, it's it's, it's a no brainer. I think you know. I, I think that he's. Some people might look at the fact that you know his his goal return since coming back is 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 only one goal, but he's had three or four assists on top of that. I think. He does offer the team something in terms of intelligent movement in front of a back four. And I think when you're playing up against teams that have a low block, you do need players in your team that can sometimes entice players out of their natural position and make it uneasy for them. So I think he does give us that option. I think he's at an age where he probably probably identifies that the only way for him after Harps is probably making a downward step. So I think if he does find himself on the bench now and again, I don't think he's a player that's going to kick off too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's probably made his money. He's, he'll still be on a good wage at Hearts, I would imagine, given that we signed him from a, a championship club at the time that we signed him. So I think it. I think it's a good. It's a good move for him. I think it's a good move for us. Uh, it's definitely a bit of a no-brainer, uh, and I think you've got to try and keep some level of continuity in the squad because I can see there being a few changes in January and next summer if, if Naismith is still here. Yeah, I think uh, with, with, with with Boyce, he is a very, very popular member of the, the squad as well, so off the field, which which is, which is a massive help. And he's someone, like you said, brings that continuity that understands the club, has been there a long time, and just have that like a, uh, that presence in, in the dressing room uh, for, for new guys to come in. He's an incredibly intelligent player. Naismith talked about him, uh, drop him deeper. And playing in de- uh, deeper roles, I'm also in the. If he played a three-five-two, he if he could play in one of the in the the more attacking centre midfield role. And he's sort of talked about it before. It's like his game's never been about pace, so he doesn't really have to yeah. worry about that uh, that side of things. So I, it's uh, like you said, it is an absolute no-brainer. Scott, we will leave it there. I'll let you get uh, um, get on with your uh, with your evening. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, no be sure to check out heartstandard.co.uk because I've put up analysis of the loss to Rangers, looked at the positives and negatives. And also tomorrow, James is writing a piece about Billy McKay and where he could fit in. Uh, now, he's, now he's back fit and I'll be back with James tomorrow to preview the Aberdeen game on Saturday. But until then, thank you very much and goodbye.